Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. An important reversal in South Carolina, the state Supreme Court bans abortion after six weeks. An appeals court says the state can ban gender mutilation of kids and Bible art with Matthew Lockhart. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. Are you ready to pray the news with us? Here's our first story. Liberty Council reports an important reversal at the state Supreme Court in South Carolina. They are now upholding a heartbeat style abortion ban where you cannot kill a child after six weeks from conception. The South Carolina Supreme Court upheld the state's new Fetal Heartbeat and Protection from Abortion Act, protecting unborn babies if they have a detectable fetal heartbeat. After striking down the state's provision, previous six weeks abortion ban earlier this year, they had earlier ruled, oh, that must violate the state constitution, but now they vote it's okay under the state constitution to ban abortion, except in the very early stages before a heartbeat is detected. Justice John Kittrich wrote the four to one majority opinion and stated the following, quote, the legislature has found that the state has a compelling interest in protecting the lives of unborn children. That finding is indisputable and one we must respect, end quote. You mean legislators can make the laws? Oh my gosh, courts don't make the laws? This is like a very humble finding by the Supreme Court. The state's high court noted the legislature enacted the law after, quote, vigorous debate and compromise, determining protecting the unborn outcomes uh, becomes actionable after the detection of a fetal heartbeat. It would be a rogue imposition of will by the judiciary for us to say that the legislature's determination is unreasonable as a matter of law, end quote. Again, legislatures actually making laws that stand up in court. This is a novel idea. Governor Henry McMaster, Republican, stated the following, quote, with this victory, we protect the lives of countless unborn children and reaffirm South Carolina's place as one of the most pro-life states in America, end quote. The ruling is a complete reversal for South Carolina's high court. Back in January of this year, just a few months ago, the court struck down the state's original law in a three to two decision back then, citing a six week ban is unreasonable and a restriction to women's right to privacy and allotted women insufficient time to decide about the pregnancy. However, that opinion back in January was written by Justice Kay Stern, who recently retired, giving Justice Garrison Hill a chance to weigh in on the law. So now there's a new bench. And in addition, there was a flop. Justice John Few, who had earlier 
ruled in favor of abortion now ruled against abortion. He said he believing the new law, or this version of it, is less arbitrary than it was just seven months ago. And with the new law's exceptions, it was a, quote, more reasonable standard by which to regulate most abortion, end quote. So three to two ruling in January pro-abortion became a four to one ruling here in August of pro-life. After the court struck down the original law, Governor McMaster signed the new six-week ban this May. And that's the news. Our thanks to Liberty Council for that report. What a change of heart. Your prayers are being answered. We have prayed just months ago that on this show, we prayed for South Carolina. We reported this news when it was bad news. Now we're reporting it when it's good news. We're fair and balanced here. We report whether it's good news or bad news. We're not just telling you what you wanna hear, we tell the truth. And the truth is, South Carolina is now more pro-life than ever. Kinda like Jesus. Jesus said in John 6, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. Would you pray with me? Let's pray. Father in heaven, we pray against uh, liberal courts all around America that are influenced by demons who want to kill children. We pray that they would take an example, take a page out of South Carolina's uh, legisl legislative rule here and say that life is important. Father, we pray that legislatures around America would follow South Carolina's example and ban abortion, not just at heartbeat, but from conception until natural death. Let every child, let every uh, senior be respected and be given a full life. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take a short break. When we come back, an appeals court says the state can stop these gender surgeries on children. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. You know, I've been doing a lot of praying and for years I've been teaching about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Now, what really happened on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter two? Why did the disciples receive the power from God to do Christian ministry? And how can you experience the baptism in the Holy Spirit for your own power ministry? This is a five part teaching, newly available. We just put this out. Part one is the baptism in the Holy Spirit, how to receive the power of God in your life. Then we go into part two, the gifts, the power gifts of the Holy Spirit. Part three is every instance we could find of speaking in tongues throughout church history. It's not an old gift, it's for you today. And also we have interviews with Charles Johnson and Lana Heitley. I wanna encourage you to get this product when you visit our, our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Click on the online bookstore at the top of the page, PrayInJesusName.org, available for a suggested donation of $30. Or you can call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. This is a topic that uh, in the last century was responsible for up to 800 million Christians around the world experiencing the gift of tongues and their own private prayer life. How can you have powerful intercession in your prayer life with God? This will energize you as a Christian and it's all Bible-based. 
This is real step-by-step -step instruction through the scriptures. We want you to have the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Before you even uh, begin to experience that, it might be important if you learn what the Bible says about that gift. Again, yours today for a do suggested donation of $30. Get this product today at PrayInJesusName.org. Operators standing by at 866-Obey-God. I'm Dr. Chaps. You know, Jesus taught the parable about sowing the seed, and you don't want it wasted. You want it to grow with 30, 60, 100-fold for the kingdom of Jesus Christ. I'll tell you three mission areas that we're doing here at Pray in Jesus' Name. I think our charity does more with less than any other charity I know. We are fertile seed. For example, number one, we pray in millions of television homes every day or every weekend on eight networks. We have 2.5 billion home TV impressions every month. The second area, we feed orphans and children. In some of the poorest slums overseas, we're building a new vocational school, we're digging wells, and we're serving the poor when you give to pray in Jesus' name. Number three, we defend religious freedom, especially for our troops and our chaplains. We've now helped send five million petitions to Congress. We've helped change bad laws or policies in 13 states and four times in federal law. You know my story as a former Navy chaplain, standing up for the right to pray in Jesus' name and defending religious freedom. Would you donate today? In fact, we want you to come up monthly pledge sponsor. When you visit PrayInJesusName.org, on the right side, click the monthly pledge sponsor button at PrayInJesusName.org. Your monthly gift will help change the world in Jesus' name. I'm Dr. Chaps. Do you wanna get free news alerts faster than everybody else? Do you wanna get invitations to private events to come meet me in person? Do you wanna get a free religious freedom window decal? Pick up your phone, it's right there by your hand, and text this word, text the word PRAY to 24365. Text the word PRAY to 24365 and we'll sign you up. Then call us at 866-Obey-God, again that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D, to get a free religious freedom sticker. Call today. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. Our next story comes from Liberty Council, who reports, an appeals court has ruled that a state can stop gender mutilation of children. The 11th Circuit Court of Appeals, says uh, Liberty Council, ruled three to zero this week that Alabama can fully enforce its 22 uh, <clears throat> ban on harmful puberty blockers, hormone treatments, and mutilating surgeries for children that the left is trying to do. There's a whole industry now making money off of hurting children. But in May of 22, a district court had temporarily blocked the state and said, no, no, Alabama, you can't stop those because children have a, a constitutional right to be mutilated. Well, that was ridiculous, and that's been overturned now by the 11th Circuit. Uh, the new law enforces <clears throat> banning puberty blockers and hormones. Those are things you inject into children to permanently sterilize them. All in the name of transgenderism? Why would you hurt kids that way? But now, thankfully, the unanimous three-judge panel reversed that decision, allowing the law to take immediate and full effect the way Alabama's legislature intended. The name of the law is the Vulnerable Child Compassion and Protection Act, 
one of the most protective laws of its type in the nation, making providing any of these kind of procedures to a minor a felony in Alabama. And it should be. So-called doctors ought to go to jail. And this appeals court ruling only vacates the district court's preliminary injunction, while the legal challenge continues at the district court level. The case is ongoing. But the district judge has now scheduled a trial date for the case to begin on April 2nd of 2024, next year, to decide whether to permanently block or permanently keep the law. Circuit Judge Barbara Lagoa wrote in the decision that the lower court abused her discretion. The trial judge basically struck down the law prematurely by determining puberty blockers and hormones were a constitutional right under the due process law. She noted the lower court used a wrong standard of scrutiny resulting in incorrectly recognizing a right that is not mentioned anywhere in the Constitution. Can you imagine our founding fathers writing the Constitution? Oh yeah, the children have a right to mutilation surgery. That's not in there, I've read it. Judge Lagoa wrote the following, quote, the district court held that there is, not, there is a specific right under the Constitution to treat one's children with transitioning medications, but did so without performing any analysis of whether that specific right is deeply rooted in our nation's history and tradition. It's not. Instead, the district court granted its ruling in an unprecedented interpretation of parents' fundamental right to mutilate their children. Oh, I'm sorry. Make decisions concerning the upbringing, care, and custody and control of our children. That was error. Neither the record nor any binding authority establishes that the right to treat one's children with transitioning medications is a fundamental right protected by the Constitution, end quote. In vacating the district court's injunction, Judge Lagoa acknowledged that several European countries have now stopped using these kind of transition procedures on children. Even the Europeans are citing harmful evidence and harmful effects on the children, such as permanent loss of fertility and sexual function. Why do that to a kid when their future could be healthy? With these risks in mind, Judge Lagoa noted that states have the authority to ban that. That's the news, or thanks to Liberty Council. You know, it shocks me to no end how the left wants to come after your children and grandchildren, but it's funny how the, the left is now coming up to speed on these parental rights arguments. I mean, the right has been arguing parental rights for, you know, the state can't force these things on our kids because we're parents and we can protect the kids from the government. But now the left is spending parental rights as we have a right to mutilate our children. No, that's, <laughs> there's a limit to parental rights, right? You can't abuse your children and these kind of transgender surgeries are certainly abuse. Jesus condemned that in Matthew 18. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, It'd be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he'd be drowned in the depths of the sea. So parents, don't mutilate your kids. Jesus wouldn't approve that. Let's take a short break. When we come back, Matthew Lockhart has some beautiful art and books for sale that portray the Bible. This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Chaps. I want to introduce my friend, Mike Lindell, who wants to help support our ministry in the work of PIJN News. Uh, Mike, what do you think? 
Well, I think everybody out there, y'all need to get behind Pray in Jesus Name's ministry. Dr. Chaps here, but this great ministry needs your support and you can, you should donate to it. You can also use your promo code PRAYNEWS and anything you're getting from my pillow with big discounts, a lot of those proceeds are coming right back. I'm gonna put them right back into this, into your amazing charity and show. My employees and I are excited to announce it's our 20th anniversary. And to celebrate, we're bringing you a limited edition MyPillow. The Giza Elegance MyPillow is made with the most amazing cotton. Two inch pipe gusset comes in four custom loft levels and it's machine washable and dryable. When I got my pillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported in line. That's why we've been around for 20 years because MyPillow works. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, only $19.98. With my 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Sleep well, America! Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back! The my pillow guy. And you're looking good. Still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever. My pillow 2.0. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a my pillow or not, you need to get the brand new my pillow 2.0. Call or go to mypillow.com now. Use your promo code and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. Defending your religious freedom. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. We're at the Western Conservative Summit where I've met a new friend. Matthew Lockhart is a publisher who is publishing important pieces of Christian art. Now, I'm not a painter. Uh, you know, I, I'd be lucky if I could do paint by numbers, but he has acquired the rights to some early 20th century art that reflects and honors the Bible. And the Old Testament stories, the New Testament stories, Matthew, welcome to the program. How are yeah, you thank today? Thank you. Uh, very well, and it's great to be with you today, and I'm happy to share uh, this, these projects with you. Yeah, so, so you have a couple of books. We're going to talk do. about that. But first, uh, you have like about 15 pieces of art, even more on the backside. We don't have sure. time to get into all that. How did these art pieces come to exist? So uh, back in the early 1900s, a publisher out of Cincinnati called Standard started uh, commissioning artists across the country to paint biblical illustrations to include in their um, <coughs> to include in their Bible uh, production, so Sunday school quarterlies and so forth. And so over the period of about 50 years, from around 1907 through about the mid-1950s, this collection of hundreds of Bible art originals came together. And you have some of the originals right here in your booth, but you're also making prints and you're making uh, books out of these. Let's talk about this first one yeah. here. What is this a picture of? So this is a beautiful illustration by an artist named Cleveland Woodward who painted primarily in the 1940s and 50s. And this is the parable of the Good Samaritan. So uh, on the road to Jericho, uh, as a Colorado guy, I kind of like it because it's got this, this peak in the background as well. So that's what we have here in this first one that's that I beautiful. have here. What's the next one? And so here we have another Woodward. Uh, he painted oil on Masonite. And this is uh, the Holy Family and the escape to Egypt. And what I really appreciate about this one is that even though they're in a time of flight, 
you see they're, they're at peace and it's kind of a serene setting. Okay, so go ahead and follow him in there sure. and, and uh, describe, uh, yeah. it looks like an angel setting here, well, what is that? Well, so yeah, this one gets a little edgier in terms of, uh, some of what I do is put together Bible stories for adults and sometimes I pick content and art that's a little edgier. And this is actually from Acts 12, I believe, where Herod has had Peter put in jail. However, um, that's not why God struck Herod down. Herod didn't give glory to God and uh, we're told in Acts 12 that Herod is struck. And so this is the artist's depiction of what that might have looked like. Interesting. Okay, you got some men in a boat here. That's right. Well, actually, the, yeah, the wreckage, I guess, there of, and you see a, uh, a prayerful Paul, and um, he is, is trying to not say, I told you so. Paul's in shipwreck in the book of Acts. Paul's shipwreck, that's right. So again, from Acts, and this is the shipwreck, and uh, none would perish if they would do as Paul said. I can imagine this is Lazarus being raised from the dead in John 11, one of my favorite passages of scripture. Uh, yes. How did they imagine that? So in this particular one, and, and what's kind of neat with this collection, I have multiple images uh, for certain Bible stories, this being one, but I like this one in particular because it shows Lazarus emerging from a tomb setting, and then the sisters, Mary and Martha, are, are on either side of Christ. Okay. Who's being lowered in the basket? And so in this instance, we have Saul after the Damascus road conversion and his escape from Damascus is what we have in this in this one. All right, uh, Jesus uh, in the boat, he's uh, right. at peace and the, there's a great storm there. And we are with Christ stilling the tempest. This of course has been done by many artists over the years, um, but this is just a beautiful depiction of of Christ and his power over nature. Okay, uh, Zacchaeus up the tree? That's right. I guessed, I guessed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and what's fun about sharing this art is so many people like to come and say, okay, you know, I know what this one is, and, and just, just exactly that. This is Zacchaeus and uh, meeting Jesus, and Jesus inviting himself, essentially, to uh, dine with Zacchaeus. Okay, and to the right of that, Jesus welcoming the little children. That's right, so we have this in multiple places in the Gospels where Jesus effectively says, let the little children come unto me. And this is just, again, a, a serene setting um, next to the Sea of Galilee with Jesus inviting children of all ages. Um, and you see their mothers bringing, bringing young children to Christ. Uh, I think there was a scene in The Chosen adapted from that particular scene mm -hmm. where Jesus hung out with the kids. Uh, the Tower of Babel? Exactly, so yeah, and this, this there's a famous uh, wood etching by Dorr in Dorr's Illustrated Bible, and this is kind of a colorized version, if you will, of that done by, um, I believe, standards in-house artists who worked through early 1900s into about the 1940s, and just, you know, that artist's um, envisioning of what that Tower of Babel might have looked like. Amazing. Uh, you know, each one of these images, they're so colorful and yet so natural. They really sort of bring to my mind um, what the Bible actually describes as a historic event. Yeah. Now it's like we're there. It's like we can see it through the eyes of the eyewitnesses who were on the scene. Uh, you know, while all art is subjective, certainly, um, this, 
the purpose of these illustrations is to help illuminate scripture. Um, this is what I call working art. It was originally commissioned to tell the story of the Bible um, through Sunday school material. So it wasn't art that was commissioned to hang over a mantle. And so that's one of the things I really appreciate about it is it, it does bring that, it helps bring those stories to life. Yeah. And that's really what I try to attempt to do in the book. Last, last one I'm going to point out, and there's so uh -huh. many more, but yeah. the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, three men went into the yeah. fiery furnace, but four men came out. And who's the extra person there? Yeah, and so yet yeah, we see four images within the flames. And of course, this is debated somewhat theologically. Is it an angel? Is it Christ himself? Um, I think the uh, we believe that's like a pre-incarnation of Christ in the flames rescuing Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And of course, one of my favorite things about this story, if you remember, these three young men had such great faith that they said, hey, even if we don't survive the flames, we would rather obey God than to, than to bow down um, before this idol. Okay, so, so you've published three books. We uh -huh. want to promote your website and sure. hold up one of the three books and describe it. Yeah, so this is a book I put together um, featuring these Bible illustrations, and it's called 50 Bible Stories Every Adult Should Know. This happens to be volume two, a collection of 50 New Testament stories. There's a companion volume, volume one, 50 Old Testament stories. Um, with so many adults not necessarily knowing their Bible, um, this is a great resource just to help people either refresh their, their, their minds with Bible stories or to, to get into the Bible through some of the major narratives. And so that's what this does. And my publisher on this happens to be David C. Cook out of Colorado Springs, where I'm from. Nice. And um, if you go to davidccook.com backslash 50 Bible stories, that will get you to a landing page where there's more information about uh, these publications. So the website again, davidccook.com slash 50 Bible stories. 50 dash Bible-Stories. 50-Bible-Stories, uh, or just look it up, maybe it's on Amazon. Matthew Lockhart yes. is our publisher, and he'd be honored to uh, help you promote. You can own these beautiful pieces of art in book form for your coffee table or your grandchildren. I'm Dr. Chaps, and we'll be right back. The Bible says this in James 1, that pure religion before God and the Father is to visit orphans and widows in their trouble. You know, we have been sponsoring up to 259 orphans and children in one of the poorest states in India for many years, but now there is a famine of biblical proportions happening because of the unemployment there. We are sponsoring people who otherwise cannot feed themselves. We've given over $10,000 to feed up to 100,000 meals to the poorest of poor in one of the poorest states in the world. We need your support. We need your financial contributions. Can you help us? There's somebody out there watching who could give $1,000 or even $10,000 toward a matching gift for what we have already provided. Please donate today. Prayinjesusname.org is our website. Or you can call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please help us feed the poor today. Defending your religious freedom. Here is Dr. Chaps. Thank you for watching and thank you for supporting us at PrayInJesusName.org. We need your donations there, large or small. Please visit PrayInJesusName. This is a viewer-sponsored show. 
or you can donate by telephone when you call us at 866-Obey-God. The Bible says this in Hebrews 13, do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Call us for prayer today, it's free when you call 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.